Hi, this is Megan, obviously. It's my podcast. And I wanted to do a little or record a little intro to the intro or just an intro to this podcast to kind of give some more context as to what this podcast is all about. So essentially, this episode is just all about how I got and manifested essentially my dream position dream job up in Alaska that I'm leaving for this weekend and it's a position that is such a dream job in so many ways that like that I wouldn't even thought of before I had it offered to me like there are so many amazing parts to it and there is a big backstory to this lead up to getting this job as well that involves a lot of following my intuition um, setting a big boundary letting go of another thing that didn't serve me that really made space for this thing to come in and just there's a lot of lessons of trusting yourself trusting the universe and intuition manifestation just so many good things it's just such an awesome story that I was honestly mind blown about in my own life and just wanted to share with you because it's just so good and I'm so excited to go to Alaska and I'm just excited about how this all came about. So if you're listening to this, I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're listening in these beginning stages of my podcast. And if you like this podcast or have any questions or anything like that, um, or just resonate with anything, please, please message me on Instagram at what's up. It's Megs. I will put that down below in the description and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Power Within Us podcast. I'm your host, Megan Bull. This podcast is all about connecting to the true power within us to own who we are, pursue our biggest dreams, and ultimately create a life of true freedom, authenticity, and alignment. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the podcast episode, (laughs) this podcast episode. Today, I am recording this in the morning from my room, and I'm drinking a cup of coffee, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I'm almost like, I'm so excited to talk about this topic. I'm a little bit nervous because I want to say everything that I want to say in the right way, but I am choosing to just show up and just kind of talk about this um update this life update as authentically as I can and just not worry too much about trying to get out the right um words because I know that when I just authentically tell the story I will tell it correctly so I have a huge life update and that is that I am going to I am going to Alaska for the summer and essentially Um, just got manifested my dream job in Alaska. And for those of you who do know me or for my friends and family who do know me, this maybe isn't a huge surprise because I have spent the past four or five summers in Alaska, but working in a different role than I am now at a different place than I am now. And the position that I'm going up to Alaska 4 is really my dream position in so many ways. So much so that I like almost didn't even really think about how I didn't even really think about this scenario as a possible one for me just because yeah, it's so awesome. 
So, so yeah, so in this episode, I'm going to talk about what, what that is and kind of how I manifested this opportunity, um, because we're, we are really manifesting all of the time, whether we are manifesting things we want or things we don't want, because manifestation is just, it's just attracting different experiences to you, um, based on where you're at, um, what you're in alignment with and good stuff like that. So, and then how I followed my intuition really to help me to get this role. So let's dive in. So this position that I got is I'm going up to Alaska and I'm actually leaving this Saturday to be a fishing guide at a fishing lodge. And I'll tell you more of the details on that position, but as a backstory, I have spent the past four years, I spent the past five years in Alaska, but the first year I was working for my sister and as a morning server at a, a lot at a lodge. And then for the next four summers, I worked at a fishing lodge as a fish cutter. So fishing lodges in a saltwater fishing lodge. So we had 10 boats and we would take people out fishing for three days at a time. And then they would come back. And my job was to basically dock the, help to dock the boats when they got back and unload all of their fish from the boat. Um, and then hang up their fish for photos and then process the fish. So me and a team of other fish cutters would cut the fish and then we would take it up and we would pack it in vacuum packed um bags and then we would freeze it and then we would box it in individual boxes for each of the guests based on what they caught and we'd send it home with them and so I did that for four years and I loved it (laughs) I absolutely loved it and there are definitely times it was 10 weeks I did it for 10 weeks during the summer and there were definitely times when I was you know, like maybe week seven, I was like so ready to be done because we would cut like hundreds of fish per day. Like I have cut so many fish, but we worked outside on the dock in on like a covered, on a covered, we had like this fish cutting table and then it was covered and there was speakers. So we would be listening to music and just having a good time. And we work, we would work like 10 hours a day. Um, pretty much like six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. And we'd get a couple days off here and there. Um, and I just like loved being there. I loved being in Alaska. I loved working with my hands. I loved working long hours and feeling so accomplished and just living that like scrappy Alaskan lifestyle. And, you know, we would get to go fishing all the time and just got to hang out with the crew there at the lodge. And it was just, just like, it became like part of my identity to be up in Alaska so much so that for a couple of years I was working on starting a fishing gear line for women. And I put that on pause cause I started in college and graduated college. and was like last year and was like, what am I doing? So I put that on pause and, um, I may get back to it. Um, at some point we'll see. I have kind of transitioned to more of this podcasting and coaching role, which is really my true passion is just working with other women to help them to really just recognize their own true potential and authenticity and truth. Um, so I kind of wanted to focus more on going that way and maybe eventually I'll get back to the fish, to the, um, what is it called? The fish clothing. Um, yeah. So, so I did that for a while. And for those of you who know, 
I worked on Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska, and my sister also lived there as well. She owned an art gallery slash local artist store, and so I got to see her a lot during the summer as well. I'm from Colorado, and I currently live in Oregon, and so I would just, yeah, go up for the summers to do that job, and that honestly is just where I feel most alive. But after 10 weeks, I'm like ready to come home and, and do something different as well. So that job was awesome. And so for the past couple of years, I've been working on getting my guiding license to become a fishing guide. Um, and in order to do that, there's like a lot of things you need to do, but you need like 300 hours of water time and uh, just like a lot of experience. And I took a, cl a class. It was like an, I think it was an eight day class. I remember or maybe it was less than that, an eight day class. Um, to get my license and had to take some tests and ended up getting my license. It's the, called the Merchant Mariner Credential or a, um, a six-pack OUPV. And basically that gives you the licensure to have six paying customers on your boat. And so I got that license and was training to be a fishing guide for the past couple of years, but I wasn't really training that much. I just would go out a couple times during the summer to kind of train and... Um, that's kind of a whole nother backstory is I kept like wanting to train more and more and it just like didn't fit into the schedule. And, um, I was honestly a little bit, you know, frustrated with, um, yeah, with my lodge that I was working at just because I kept kind of being told that I was going to train more and then I didn't. And this makes me nervous to share, but I think it is important to, the story because I eventually ended up really setting a boundary and just kind of following my intuition with that. So, um, so yeah, so I kind of felt a little bit like, um, even though I loved a lot of so many things about my lodge, it was amazing. Um, I felt like I kept getting kind of the runaround of like, oh yeah, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to get you out there and stuff like that. And it just didn't really happen that much. And so like, you know, every summer I thought that next summer would be the summer that I was guiding and it just like didn't really work out that way. And so this year I thought that I would be, it would be the summer that I would be guiding and that I would just need a couple weeks of training and I could get out there. Cause really like I know how to drive a boat well, um, but I just need some more experience driving in, you know, some heavy weather. Um, but I have like the knowledge and all that stuff and I'm, you know, I've been fishing for four years and so I know the fishing and that's something that you can pick up pretty quickly. Um, but anyway, so I was talking to my lodge and, um, you know, I was told kind of, uh, some different things, um, just about guiding this summer. And then, you know, I was told that I would be guiding this summer and, <clears throat> and, like last summer, but then when I talked to my lodge again about coming back up, they, you know, were telling me all about my training plan for this summer, which is kind of something that I'd heard before. And I did tell myself after I left last summer, I was like, if I, you know, get the runaround again about like, oh, you're going to be training this summer, then I wouldn't go because I just didn't, you know, I love fish cutting, but it just wasn't my thing anymore. And I wanted to guide. And so... <clears throat> I turned down going back to the lodge because I just knew that if I went back, then I would maybe train a little bit and maybe I would train more. I don't know. But like, 
for me, it was just a boundary. I was like, I'm just done with the runaround. And, you know, and maybe this is just a sign that like, I'm ready to do something else because there were other things that were stressing me out about being there. Um, and so I was just like, well, like maybe I'll just, I'll just do something else. And so I decided to not go back to Alaska, um, which is a really hard decision, but I, you know, but I was also excited to just like stay where I was for a summer and just see what that was like. So, um, so I got a job as a, like a, in marketing and it was like a desk job pretty much, but, um, you know, I worked with events and I worked with a really awesome company, um, and just awesome, awesome people. Um, and I did that for a couple months and maybe like a month or month and a half in, I just started to feel really restless and, um, you know, I wanted this job partially so that I could work on my coaching business as well while I'm doing that and just kind of have time to stay put. And so I, I, um, was just getting kind of restless because a desk job is just, it's never something that I wanted, but I did it or I got it just because I liked this company and I was like, okay, this, you know, like maybe I can work on some things that I'm working on while I'm in this position and I could be in this position for maybe a little while, um, and, you know, grow in this position. And so I was getting restless because it's a desk job and I just kept convincing myself like, oh no, like, you know, it's good to stay put, like blah, blah. (laughs) And I kept thinking about Alaska, like the season was approaching. It was starting to be June and people were going up to Alaska and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to go back up to Alaska, but it just logistically didn't, it didn't like align because you know, I have a dog here. I just started renting a new place and, um, I have this job. And so, and I'd have to fly myself up there. And so it just like, didn't seem like the right thing. And I, you know, I didn't really want to go back to the lodge that I was working at either. Um, but about three, you know, maybe a couple weeks, three weeks, maybe a month after I'd been really think just like missing Alaska and seeing, you know, people post some photos about it. And I think it wasn't really a comparison. It's just like Alaska has been my heart for so long. And, um, and so much of what I love about Alaska is just like being in the outdoors and how alive I feel. And just, I feel so purposeful there. And, um, yeah, it's just like Alaska, like really lights my soul up and there, you know, pros definitely like some downsides. Um, but I just really wanted to go. So I thought about this for like a week. I was like, well, I don't want to like ask anyone. I don't, you know, I'm not sure if I want to go, whatever. And then, um, I think my sister actually reminded me, she's like, Megan, like you can just, you don't have to like, or I was thinking about like calling my old boss to ask him if he knew anyone that was hiring. And, um, I did just swallow my ego in that, in that, you know, sense. Cause I was like, no, I'm not coming back. And it was a boundary for me. And then I, you know, and then I was calling again to be like, Hey, can I like, you know, do you know anyone? But, uh, I wasn't too worried. I was just like, well, maybe I think they'll understand that I just want to come back to Alaska. Um, so when my sister reminded me, she was like, Megan asking is not a commitment. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Um, So, like, with kind of that statement and just, like, following my into, I just, like, followed my intuition to, like, call my boss. Like, one day I was just like, why don't I just call my boss and just, um, ask him if he knew anyone that was hiring. And 
So I picked up the phone one day and I just called my boss and was like, hey, like, or my old boss and was like, hey, like, I, um, and we ended things on really good terms as well. And so there was, you know, no ill will or anything like that. But so I called him and was like, hey, like, do you know anyone who's hiring? Um, I just am missing Alaska as you probably know, like that happens. Um, cause a lot of times when you're in seasonal work or when you work up in Alaska, I think a lot of times people just do it for, you know, you go up for a summer and you end up staying forever <laughs> or you go up every summer, you know, until you're done when you're 50 years old, just because it sucks you in. Like the lifestyle is just so addicting because a lot of people feel that way where it just makes them feel alive. And so so I called him and he was like, well, we don't have anything, but I was actually going to call you today, which is kind of crazy. Um, and he said that there was another lodge on the other side of the island that might, that was looking for a licensed guide. And he was like, I told them I would give, I would call you and ask you. Um, and um, I was like, okay, that like sounds like a good opportunity. And actually at first, I wasn't that in, as interested because I knew that I did need a little bit of training and I had, the season had already started up in Alaska. So I, and I'm going to Europe with my mom in August. So I knew that I couldn't go up for that long and I needed training. And so in my head, I was like, that just doesn't set, work logistically. Like they probably wouldn't want me because, you know, I need training and all this stuff. And I just don't know if I'm ready for it. Um, and so he gave me all the details and I was like, okay, like, great. Thank you. And he gave them my number and, um, I just like got off the phone with him and, um, just kind of went back to working and I had the number of this lodge, but I didn't give them a call just because I was think I would just, I don't know. I just wasn't really in the mode of, um, you know, wanting to go guide. And it also guiding is, um, just because I hadn't really been thinking about it for a while, but guiding is a lot of work. And it is like, it is really serious, you know, because you need to be good at navigating um, a boat in rough weather because you have people on your boat, like essentially, you know, you have people on your boat and I would be the only one on the boat, you know, in charge of these people. And I do have experience on the water and driving boats and stuff. And, um, and so, you know, I just have to get a little bit more experience, but I was just like, well, and you work every single day, like. 10 hours a day, every single day. Um, not at my previous lodge, but at this other lodge, you do work every single day. And so I just was thinking about it. And on the, a couple days later, they called that lodge, called me, left me a message. And then the next day, um, or I didn't call back cause I just was busy and was still thinking about it. And the next day they called me back again. And so I answered and they like told me all the details and were like, Hey, like, we really would love to have you. And I told them my circumstances. I was like, Hey, like, I know the season's short already. I can't come up for two weeks because I, I have to put in my two weeks at my job. And I can only come for six weeks because I um, am going to be training or I'm going to tra <laughs> I'm going to Europe in August. And he was like, OK, like that. That's fine. Like and he gave me all the details of it and was like, gave me the, the pay and the pay is like really, really awesome. <laughs> and he gave me the pay and was like, you'll work every day. And he also told me that I, so I was, I just didn't want really to fly myself up there. And he was like, oh, we actually pay for all of our employees to come up here. So we would buy your ticket, 
all of the meals are included and um, we can offer you the training that you need. And, and um, he was like, oh, and are you, are you comfortable driving about? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he was like, okay, great. And so I told him I would um, take a day to think about it. And so just a note, my previous position at another Alaska lodge, the other Alaska lodge, they did not pay for their employees to get up there. Food was not included. Although like there was some food that we would have and stuff. But those were like two huge things that were like really big because food in Alaska is expensive. And so even though I was making a lot of money, I was spending a fair amount of money on food. Um, Like some people would go up there and just eat ramen and stuff. But like buying healthy food and eating good meals is really important to me. And so um, so I did end up spending a lot of money on food. So that was huge to have food included and to have um, them fly me up there. And basically, like with the amount of time that I would be up there, I would make probably, you know, anywhere between like 17 to 20 plus thousand dollars in six weeks. And so this was huge. And so I actually thought about it for a day and it just, I, for some reason at that time was just not interested because I would have, I've really been focusing on like my healing and just like focusing on myself and nurturing myself and I'd have to go up there and work every single day and I knew that that would be stressful for me and I also just didn't really think I was ready and I told them that I was really comfortable driving the boat which I am but I also like didn't want to show up and for them to expect me to be like this full-fledged like really experienced guide because I'm not like I've had training but I need more training and so I actually emailed the guy back and was just like, hey, like, I, you know, thank you so much for the offer. Um, but, you know, it's better for me to stay in Oregon at this time. And I just, you know, although I'm comfortable on the boat, I do need a little, quite a bit more training. And, um, you know, if you're interested in having a guide next summer, I'd love to come up there then and, you know, do some training then. And I left it at that. I mean, besides just... There was other factors as to why I turned it down. Like I have a dog and a place I'm renting and I just kind of got settled finally in this place. And I was thinking that it would be really good for me to stay put. But I also wasn't really that happy. I was just here. Like I'm, you know, I felt like I just got out of a relationship and I, it sounds, you know, I just was craving Alaska, but I was trying so hard to convince myself to stay put, which I think is good because I'm working on, you know, my business and it is giving me extra time, but it, it doesn't light me up. And so anyway, so he actually emailed me back yesterday with, or yesterday with the next day after I denied it with um, a long message kind of convincing me to stay. He was like, um, basically like, Hey, like I appreciate, um, your response. Like, you know, and of course I respect any decision that you make, but I would love if you would reconsider, like we will give you as much training as you need and we'll be with you until you feel comfortable on the water. Like we have a guide that started new, um, last year and, you know, he didn't have as much experience and, you know, we trained him and now this year he's completely comfortable on the water and doing great. And he's like, I don't mean to be cliche, but the best way to learn is to just get out there. And, um, he was like, of course, I appreciate any offer you make, blah, blah, or you did, yeah, yeah, any decision you make, um, but, um, just reconsider and we would offer you a signing bonus if you decide to come on. So, um, 
So I read that and I was like, oh, okay. Like they came back with this level of support and training that, um, and just reassurance that really made me think about the offer and offered a signing bonus. And I felt like this was just a sign from God or the universe that um, maybe this was an opportunity that I need to take because I have this license. I did want to guide and, um, you know, I can always figure out the logistics. So honestly, after I read that email, I was like, okay, I'm in. And I just thought about it. Like this is my dream job offer. Like this is, and this lodge is, my sister knows this lodge quite well and just told me that they're very wholesome, family-oriented people. And um, by the way I talked to them, it just seems like it. So like basically in this job, um, this job is kind of my Alaska dream job. Like it's it's a very supportive and they're offering me the level of support that I really needed and wanted and offered me a signing bonus, offering me, you know, the ability to make about fifteen to $20,000, probably, you know, on the higher side of that um, in six weeks. And did I say signing bonus? And the food's included and they're paying for me to get up there. Like pretty much all I need to do is say yes and then I will be up there. I will be fed. I will, you know, learn how to guide and all of that stuff. So, um, so it was just, you know, after he sent me that email, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the stars aligning. Um, and if I didn't turn down the position at a last, at my other lodge earlier that summer, I would not have this lodge and this opportunity and I might be working at the other lodge, um, in a position that I didn't want to work in anymore. Um, just twiddling my thumbs. And so, <clears throat> so I said yes to the position. I put in my two weeks at work and that was a couple weeks ago. And now I am going up to Alaska on Saturday and I am so excited for this opportunity and just this experience. Um, so I won't be on the podcast probably as much this summer. Um, but I've been thinking about this for the past couple of weeks and there's a couple of like morals to the story, I guess, essentially that I wanted to share. And one of them really is just to follow your intuition. And I really did follow my intuition to getting this position. Like I was trying to logically convince myself to stay here and to do what I was doing and all this stuff, even though it wasn't really making me that happy. And... I just followed my intuition. I wasn't even, and my intuition wasn't even like, go to Alaska, like quit your job. My intuition was just like, why don't you just reach out and just see? Like sometimes our intuition maybe just tells us the next step or, um, or you could call it inspired action or, um, or anything like that. It's just like, what are, what's your gut telling you? Is it yeah, just following that and getting in tune with that is so important. And so that was really awesome and sweet. <laughs> and and I do want to talk a little bit about how I manifested this opportunity. So lately I have been um, really learning a lot more about manifestation in a way that makes more sense to me. Um, through this work called To Be Magnetic. And I would just want to credit them because my, you know, way I've been looking at manifestation recently is so, is like really heavily attributed to them. So basically like they opened my eyes to the idea um, 
you know, like manifestation before, um, I was thinking was just like, oh, visualize what you want and you'll get it. Or, um, you know, just think about the desired outcome, get in the frequency, you know, which is all valid actually. Like there are so many amazing tools for manifestation, like visualization, getting in the feeling of having the thing that you want. Like that's all so, so important. But so much of it felt so arbitrary to me. I was like, I don't, you know, how do I get in the frequency of what I want? How do I do all this? And to be magnetic really broke it down to the simplest idea that manifestation is essentially being, having your self-worth be in alignment with the things that you're desiring. And so like the key to manifestation is knowing at your core that you are worthy of the things you're desiring. So to be magnetic does all, has all of these, um, you know, they call them deep imaginings, but they're basically these meditations that take you into a deep state where you reprogram experiences from your past or just, um, like your inner child or also like looking at the parts of yourself, which you're shaming and all of these things. And you go to a subconscious level to reprogram all of these things that you dislike about yourself or just looking at where you're blocked in your own worthiness. <clears throat> and it would take like a whole episode to describe like how that goes. But basically it's all about getting in your worth. And so first, you know, you get clear on what it is you want to manifest. And actually like with this, with this position, I didn't really get clear on what I wanted to manifest, but maybe I had like over the years, I'd always wanted to guide and I wanted to go back up to Alaska and I knew that I, you know, I, I didn't really want to pay for myself to get up there. So I, ma I manifested them paying for me to get up there and, um, paying for my food and all of this stuff. And so basically over the past couple of months, I've really been doing these deep imaginings in my life and the way that I view myself has just transformed like so, so much. Um, and I think that this is a huge part of landing this position because, because I've been stepping so much into my own worth and what I deserve and what I want, you know, starting maybe with turning down that Alaska job. <clears throat> but just recently in my life, I've been setting big boundaries and walking away from things that don't serve me and really stepping into believing that I am worthy of the things that I desire and... Um, that has just been really, really huge in, in manifesting this and so many other things, because when we are in our worth and we believe in our worthiness to attract the things that we desire and that we want, we are magnetic. Like it is just the law of the world. Like we, when we are in our worth, we are magnetic. So in this to be magnetic, um, work, basically you get clear on what you want to manifest and then you just start to work on what is blocking you, like reprogramming at a subconscious level, what might be blocking you. But like, it might be a belief that you're not worthy of love or that you are not worthy of being seen or so many other things that you can work through in a bunch of these programs that they have to get to the root of a bunch of those different things or to heal your inner child or to work on your shadow. Um, and then, so you do like this unblocking work. And as you're doing the unblocking work, you may work, you may, you encounter these things that they call tests. And um, this is just basically opportunities to step into your worth. So say, you know, say that you are manifesting um, 
a partner and you have a list of exactly what you want in a partner and how you want them to make you feel and this person may come along to you that has almost everything you want but like there's this one big thing that they don't have like maybe they make deprecating jokes about you or something even though they have everything else on your list um you're being called to step into your own worthiness and to say no to this person and to know that you believe and you deserve exactly what you want because you know you can manifest and bring about in your life exactly what you want like the universe or the world is such an abundant place and manifestation is just it just works <laughs> so it's tests are basically just opportunities to set boundaries to say no to what isn't serving you to let go of what isn't what you want so that you can make room for what is and then they also have these things they call pings which basically are following your intuition so you know maybe one of my pings was to reach out to this guy or to my old boss about this position and I did and it turned out really great and then um, there's a little bit more to the formula but I think those are the parts that are really important like following your intuition and stepping into your worth are is how you manifest um, and so this position just really did come about because I made one phone call and just because I you know I put it out there into the world like this is what I want and at the time I honestly didn't even know that this is what I wanted like I didn't know that it was possible to work for a lodge that would include your food and pay for you to get up there and offer you a signing bonus and would be okay with me only working for basically half a season when I still needed training and so I'm just really excited and I'm just I'm just excited for the position I'm excited for just how awesome and amazingly this opportunity came into my life and um yeah, and I'm just so thrilled to be back up in Alaska and to just be alive. I think one thing that was keeping me kind of from going back this summer, you know, or reaching out earlier is that I was like, well, I'm working on this business, like, you know, I have to stay put. But I think we need to allow ourselves to take the twists and turns that we need to take and to follow what brings us joy while we're on the, the journey. Like, there's nothing to say that I can't start this business while also living a life of my dreams because that's the goal you know and um so even though I'll take some time off in Alaska I know that it'll be like it'll be an amazing journey where I'll probably get some clarity on where I'm going and what I want to do and sometimes we need to give ourselves mental breaks and the freedom to be able to do what we need and want because part of the reason why I want to create this business and so many of us have the dreams we want we do is because we want the we want freedom we want joy we want to feel alive and this Alaska gives me all of those feelings so why wouldn't I do that <laughs> and um, we all put so many rules on ourselves for how things need to be done and we need to let go of those rules and just follow what brings us joy and of course it it can get more nuanced than that. Like there is a level of discipline in, you know, that I need to enact in order to really get this business off the ground and to keep podcasting and stuff like that. But we can use our intuition to know the difference. And if we don't know, like the difference or we don't know what's the right decision, like all we have to do is make a decision and then we will know 
if maybe it was the best decision or not the best decision and we can adjust next time. Like we are always learning lessons and there is no need to do it perfectly all the time. And as soon as we can let go of that and we just allow ourselves to um, follow our intuition and to exist in a exist in a space where we give ourselves the freedom to make the wrong decision, then, um, then we're golden. Like, and there's no rush. There's no rush, like to get to where we want to go. And I need to remind myself that all of the time, because when there's a rush, we're in that frantic energy and just not connected to, you know, our truth, or we may not do things, you know, authentically because we're trying so hard to get to a place really quickly. Um, so let's see, I wrote some notes. Let me see if there's anything else that I want to add. I think that's it. I think I told the whole story. Um, I, yeah, I will try to podcast maybe a little bit this summer, but I'm going to be working probably 10 hour plus days, um, every day this summer and we don't get any days off of this lodge, but I'm also only going to be there for six weeks, but I also am going to Europe at the end of August with my mom. And so that'll be really awesome, but I will probably still be posting on social media, maybe just some of my Alaska adventures. Um, you can follow me at what's up. It's Meg on Instagram. And, um, I do have another podcast coming next week, I believe with my sister that we are going to record. But I think if you take away anything from this podcast, it's just to follow your intuition and what it's telling you, to follow your joy and what lights you up, and to allow your life to take its turns because, and to just maybe exist in the space of the unexpected. Like two and a half weeks ago, if you would have told me this would be the opportunity that I would be taking, I would have been like, you're crazy <laughs> because I was just working, you know, this desk job, um, with great people, but just not, you know, not aligned for me and was just like, all right, well, this is my summer. How can I, you know, be happy in this position? And, um, Instead, now I'm just going to Alaska to work this job that just has so many amazing things about it that I, I just couldn't have imagined. Um, and so I'm excited to see how that plays out. And we'll definitely record an episode maybe during, maybe after the summer about that and my trip to Europe. Oh, and, you know, along the lines of manifestation and just your worthiness, I just want to remind you that however you feel right now, like just know that you are so worthy of everything you desire of the dream life of the dream partner of everything that you want to create in your life. Like you are so, so worthy of it. And even if you don't feel worthy of it, like you are and, um, a great, you can always check out the to be magnetic work is so, so good. If you want, you know, to start manifestation and just, it's um, honestly, I don't even really do the to be magnetic work for manifestation. I do it for myself to, um, believe in myself and to believe in my worthiness because uh, I can't even tell you how much it's changed my life and how much I have manifested indirectly just by, um, reprogramming my mind to just believe in myself. And it's just a lot of the meditations just give you so much insight into parts of yourself that you've been rejecting and just help you, Oh, really come home to yourself. And I really hope to make, you know, um, 
some meditations at some point that really kind of help you connect to your truth and stuff as well. Um, of course not, you know, it won't be like what the to be magnetic work is. Um, but there's a lot of work out there like that. That's just an amazing place to start. Um, and I just always, you know, want to say that on here because that's kind of where I started and, um, it has just changed my life immensely. And then, and then come back to me in the fall when you need a coach and I will be your coach. (laughs) Um, but that's not, you know, that's not necessarily why I recorded this podcast, but just know that you are so worthy of love. And and even if you don't feel it, there is a fire within you. There is so much love and joy and truth within you. And, um, it just makes me so happy thinking about this because there was, you know, a point in life when I didn't believe a lot in my worthiness and my worthiness for love and to have the things that I wanted. And, um, I've just come so far in being able to love myself and set boundaries and um, am just step-by-step creating the life that, you know, I've always dreamed of. And, um, you know, I think there's never necessarily an end destination either. It just is like, it's an ongoing journey of what that looks like. And for me, honestly, creating my dream life is not getting this job or doing things my dream life is the life where I feel completely in love and confident in who I am. And it's not even like expressing outward confidence. It's just this deep feeling of self-worth and self-love. And um, after like so many years, I'm finally feeling that deep sense of just, I am enough. I am worthy. And um, just feeling at home within myself. And it is, there is absolutely no other feeling like that when you know, when you've had times where you didn't believe that. And I, I feel, I think most people have been through that or are going through that where they don't believe that they're worthy or enough or, um, are living in this constant state of fear. And I know what that's like. And, but just know there's, um, yeah, there's a beauty on the other side and you're so worthy of all of it. And, um, if you have any questions, message me on Instagram at what's up, it's Megs. And I hope you have a great week.